everyone, and welcome to another edition of No Wrestling. It's me here, your boy, Mark Sylvester, and I hope you're long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And today, guys, what I thought I would do is, as you saw in my wrestling game collection, which I released on my birthday, that I was going to talk about showing you guys by, like, showing you the contents and unboxing and how the games look like and work through my um, WWF European-like personal computer collection that I have. It's only three games with that, but I thought what I wanted to do is to show you guys like how different something being on a personal computer would be compared to being on a normal console. Because I know in the US, games kind of died out with the big crash of 83 because of how bad E.T. was and how Atari would just release games that were just shit to the market and it didn't do very well. And then with Nintendo coming back in, they were able to save the video game industry and then it became the thing that it is today. But then over here in the UK, even though I wasn't born till 87, uh, we still had, gaming was still very popular with personal computers. Where at the time we had things like the Amstrad, Amiga, Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, you, you name it. We had those over here and I want to show you guys just what the games for those consoles would look like. And just to show you guys just how... The fact that Nintendo wasn't actually that big over here. Like Nintendo was still popular. But they were nowhere near as big as they were. As they would have been in America. Where over here we were more of a Master System fan. As well as a Mega Drive fan. Even though the SNES was really big as well. Where basically what we had to do in uh, 89, 90. Is they had to release the Ninja Turtles. Or as it was known over here as the Hero Turtles NES game. Had to be released in a like bundle with the NES. To help it sell go a lot more higher because at the time where you could buy a game that are you get to see the price actually of one of the games here i'm going to show you in a minute of how cheap they were compared to cartridges where at the time they would have been like 40 to 50 pounds where in inflation probably about 100 quid and you get to see like just how insanely cheap these games were and how some of these games were actually given away for free in a lot of places so then people can go out and buy the full game or easily copy so other people can play them as well but even though these games were cheaper, some of them would take ages to load and ages to play, as I'll be mentioning more in this unboxing. And with that small history out of the way, guys. Let's begin then, shall we? And first of all, what I'm going to show you guys is a game for the CBM Amiga, and that is WWF WrestleMania. And as you can see here, guys, you can see images of the game. You can see Hulk Hogan with the British Bulldog and Sergeant Slaughter. And on the back, you can see other screenshots giving you descriptions of the game through all the different European languages. But the coolest thing about this game as well, as you can see there at the top, you can see how much it costs, and it was $9.99. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Having a game that was $9.99 was insane. But I'm going to show you guys inside it, the contents of this game. And the cool thing about the game as well, it came on two floppy disks. So you can see just how it came on, where it has all the copyrights, the names of it, the company who made the game, 
which is really cool. So you have it disc one and disc two. You also have a poster recommending things to buy in 1993, like all the different games you can buy for it. Then you've got another one, then you've got the year of it telling you about the Amiga. But the coolest thing about this um, thing is just the manual. You know, the manual is really cool where it has at the back the trademarks of World Wrestling Federation Marvel, the front telling you what the game is, and then inside you have how to load it and how to play it, and it will give you ways of how to play on different consoles as well. So it's not just the Amiga, it's also other things like the Commodore 64 ZX Spectrum, that kind of thing. Then you've got other stuff as well, how to start the game, how to play the game, what you have to do in the game, the contents. And then you finally got the controls. So it gives you all the, all the controls of, of how you can do different grapples, all the different moves as well. It's, re, you know, it's a really cool thing just to see. And it's quite funny as well. Like you don't really ever see any games on these anymore. I know it's quite primitive compared to 20 years ago, but it's quite cool and interesting to see something that was over 20 years ago on this game. You know, at least 20 years ago. So that was WrestleMania. And next we have another version of WrestleMania, but this time it's for the Spectrum. As you can see here, you can see it's pretty much the same as the Amiga cover. We've got Hulk Hogan, the Bulldog, and Sergeant Slaughter. Then on the back, you've got smaller screenshots because it's from a lesser powerful console. And you've got at the back here, the description of how to do it and stuff. You've got it in different languages as well. But the coolest thing about this as well, guys, I'm going to show you guys the content. Now, to begin with, I'm going to show you guys what the game came on. Where with the Spectrum being the ZX Spectrum and the other sort of Spectrums that have been released by the company, they would come on cassettes, as you can see here. So you can see here the cassette where it has the detail of the name of it, who made it and everything else. But the only thing of this though is that to play the game it takes at least 20 minutes to half an hour to load. And then you might play the game for 5 minutes and you then have to rewind the tape again to then play it again. Where at least with the... Uh, floppy disk like the Amiga version has at least that way it's a more of a instantaneous thing that would work where with this it's kind of more of like a time-consuming thing but when you get to play it's actually really good fun and it's cool to see games even going up to the early 90s were still being made on cassettes and the only thing with cassettes as well is they were quite easy to reproduce and kind of copy but the fact that I have a game that is on cassette I think it's fucking awesome you know really really cool Next one I'm going to show you guys is the Epic Pins. Now these pins are really, really cool. Where originally the copy that I bought from eBay, because all these different wrestling games like the ones I'm showing you today, I bought all from eBay. And even though the original copy that I had didn't have the pins, I went and bought the game again just so I can have the pins because to me I, the pins are like the, the coup de gras and I'm like really happy I got the pins. And as, you, and as you can see from the pins here, you can see just how good they are. Like you've got pins of the uh, Big Boss Man, Hulk Hogan and the Legion of Doom. And I find it to be really cool that they chose these three wrestlers. Because at the time, these three wrestlers were probably three of the most popular. And I would probably would say maybe famous. I know Hulk Hogan is definitely up there. But if, you, if you're a wrestling fan, these three wrestlers slash acts are freaking amazing. But finally, what I'm going to show you guys for this amazing box is the manual. Uh, unlike the Amiga one, this one is a lot more bigger, only because it also includes the other languages. So you've got all that. So you've got all the languages from Europe, like France, like French, German, um, Dutch. You know all that, and it's really cool. You got on the back here the, the logo of the World Wrestling Federation, and then the cool thing about this as well is it actually includes as well as you can see at the bottom there. 
It includes Amstrad, Spectrum, Amiga and stuff. So it's it's basically a manual that includes and you can use it for all the different consoles. So as you can see in here, you have the content. So it's telling you the scenario of how the game works. You've also got as well like how to load it on the Atari ST and the Amiga, you know. You've also got as well how to load it onto the Spectrum at Amstrad and all that kind of stuff. And if you're not sure what the Amstrad is, the Amstrad is something that was created by Alan Sugar, who is a lord over here in the UK. And he went on to uh, be on the UK version of The Apprentice. And he's basically a very famous um, businessman. He started when he was 16, became really big, made his own personal computer company, which is called Amstrad, and went on to do so much, which is where a lot of his people who won The Apprentice have gone on to do really well. And he is also someone who used to own Tottenham Hotspur back in the 90s, and he did really well, and then now he just does The Apprentice. You've also got, as well, the disc and the PC in it and everything else. Uh, you've also got how the competition works, who, to, who you can wrestle as and play as. You've also got the match rules and the controls. More, jo like, the joystick controls. Uh, other joystick controls, so you've got the Amstrad and Amiga and stuff here as well. And then finally, you have the credits and this soft and the, all the copyright jargon, all that sort of box as well. You know, it's really cool. And then when you go onto the next page, then you have it where it's all in the, all the different languages and stuff. You know, it's really cool that something like this, it has all of the different... Um, that's one of the things I love about this game is you have all the different languages and all the different ways you can play the game where because these games are pretty much ported from console to console or from personal computer to personal computer it's really cool that you can actually see just how this is done and just how um everything else is just done as well you know it's really really cool to see and it's really cool to um you know kind of have the fact that even though these companies were in competition with each other that they would actually help out each other and saying to the other people who might be playing a game on, on another console, oh, this is how you play the game, or this is how you play the game, or this is how you load the game up, because with the um, Amstrad, it might be completely different in a sense to it being on the Amiga or the Spectrum, you know, it's really cool to see that too. And next, what we have, guys, and finally for this video is, it's not... WWF WrestleMania, it is WWF European Rampage Tour. Now, this is another um, sort of other game as well, and this was for the Atari ST, so you get to see a, a variety of the different personal computers that we had over here. And you can also see as well the back, so you've got a um, screenshot of the actual wrestlers, and you've got one screenshot of the game with all the different languages and all the different stuff of how it's like made and that kind of thing. And I find the funniest thing about this all is the fact that because they kind of felt like, shit, this game is going to be terrible and really bad, that they actually don't really use any much screenshots. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's hilarious. And then it's really funny because inside, you have the same as you would do on the Amiga. It comes on two different um, floppy disks. We've got disk one and disk number two, all the copyright and all that kind of stuff. And then you also have another... Uh, manual which is probably as big as the version on the spectrum and this one has inside it um english french deutschland and italiano and i find that really cool because it gives you okay so this is going to be in english all the different languages as well and then you have next you have 
uh, the scenario, the WWF comes to Europe, then you have the um, then you have the loading, so it shows you how to load it on all the different consoles. Because one of the things I like about these different manuals is it's, it's basically, and one of the things I like about these manuals is the fact that it's basically one of those manuals which is um, like a uniform manual, so you can basically use this manual for each of the games. So if you have a version on the Spectrum, for example, you can use this manual to then load it and play it on that. Then you have how you start the game, so it shows you the menu and it's like a screenshot as well. And it also shows you as well the on-screen displays, the who you can play as, what happens in these matches too. Then you have the competition and how you control the wrestlers, so it's showing you how the controls work. Then you have more controls, so you get to see how the controls work on different consoles too. Then you have other controls as well, so you get to see how they work as well. And then you have here as well uh, more controls and then giving you a bit of hints and tips of how to play the game and what you can do in the game as well. And then finally it has it on the next language that you have too. So yeah guys, this is my small but hopefully growing collection of WWF personal computer video games that we have over here in Europe slash UK. You know, even though it's a small collection at the moment, I want to grow it and get more games and that sort of thing. And also as well, it's one of those things that even though I don't own the consoles to actually play these games, that for this collection of video games, I want to grow and stuff. Like, I'm happy to buy any game for any console because to me, it's still, it's still a wrestling game. You know, it's still part of that collection and I'm hoping to collect and buy more different versions of these different games so I can show you guys in the future actually what other games look like as well because with some games that we had over here in the UK especially we had games that were on like huge floppy disks that you would literally were at least six to seven inches they were huge those ones were and it was crazy as well and it's just interesting to see just how different some of these games are and stuff and it's and even though it's cool to have games on like the PS2 PS4, SNES, NES, you know, all those kind of consoles. It's still cool to have games like this so you can see just how different a gaming was in the UK. You know, it's really cool to see. And that, my friends, was my very special episode of my WWF European Rampage Tour and WrestleMania unboxing. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what you think about this unboxing and if you want me to do anything similar when I hopefully go out and buy more of these kind of games to show you guys the difference between, like, games that will have been on a personal computer compared to a normal console. And let me know, guys, if you might play these games before, too. I'd like to see your reactions and opinions to these games as well. And also, as well, guys, please don't forget to like Follow and subscribe to No Wrestling on all the different social medias, podcasting networks, and YouTube too. And that was another episode of No Wrestling, guys. I've been amazing host, as always, your boy, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, it's WrestleMania. <laughs>